Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to the first Friday episode of the Athletic FPL podcast for the season. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. I'm recording this episode just after the last few press conferences have been wrapped up. On today's podcast, I'll summarise the news from those pressers, answer 10 quickfire questions and take another look at captaincy and transfers for Game Week 3. The FPL deadline this week is Saturday morning, 11am UK time. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. Straight into it with the team news roundup. So just going to go through all 20 teams alphabetically very quickly so you can get to making your decisions for the game week. First up at Arsenal, no issues there. On to Aston Villa, Mari Cash and Coutinho have both recovered. But it's bad news for Diego Carlos who has been ruled out long term. Buendia, Gerard said, is pushing for a start. Went on to say he's been fantastic since the first day of preseason. We are delighted with him. So good chance we'll see Buendia in the starting 11. He was very good from the bench last week, so I think most of us expect to see that anyway. At Bournemouth, Solanke will be assessed. At Brentford, Brentford are the only team where there was no updates at the time of recording. So check out Ben Dennery's timeline for that later in the day. At Brighton, new signing Estupinen is available for selection. Neil Mopai, who's been linked with a move away from the club, is also available. Potter said he's not desperate to leave and we're certainly not kicking him out the door. There's a big blow for Chelsea. Canty has been ruled out for several weeks with a pretty serious injury. Kovacic and Broja have also been ruled out of Game Week 3. Crystal Palace, nothing new there. Everton, Takuri, big blow also. He's out for about three weeks, but Alan is fit and available. On to Fulham. Marco Silva said it will be the same squad as last week, so that suggests Andreas Pereira should be fine. He did have a yellow flag. That will probably get removed now, so those who need to start him this week, hopefully he'll be fine. At Leeds, Patrick Bamford mentioned on a podcast this week that he's probably going to miss the Chelsea game. Jesse March went on to say he'd make a decision on Bamford tomorrow. His comments were, we cannot risk him and we don't want any further injury, but he's looking good. So my guess is probably bench at best for Patrick Bamford. Ailing and Furpo are not yet ready, but they're getting closer and Gelhart is fit. At Leicester, Brendan Rodgers, a few comments on Harvey Barnes. He said, Harvey's back in training, so that's really good for us. He's looked excellent. He's looked fit. He had a really good preseason, and he should be available. So one to add to the watch list is Harvey Barnes. 
At Liverpool, Firmino is available, so I would expect him to start in the absence of the suspended Darwin. Jota remains out, which is good news for Luis Diaz owners. Gomez is likely to start at centre-back alongside Van Dijk. The comments from Klopp on Gomez were big opportunity and he looks great in training. He was in the squad last week, but now he's back in complete normal training. Hopefully it stays like this and then he will start. So we're expecting to see Van Dijk and Gomez which I think is good news for Robertson owners. Manchester City, new left-back Gomez will be part of the travelling squads and Calvin Phillips is now available. At Manchester United, Martial is back in training, but Lindelof is not. Newcastle, a late decision will be made on Matt Targets and Eddie Howe is hoping to have Ryan Fraser available. Nottingham Forest, Yates is back in training. Southampton, Lianco is available. Che Adams missed a few sessions this week, but he is back in training. And those comments were on Thursday, so he should be okay. At Tottenham, Romero is ruled out of game week three. The reports a couple of days ago were that Romero could be out for about four weeks. Conte seems to suggest about two weeks, so we're probably looking at something in between for Romero. At West Ham, Dawson is not far away. And Skamaka will be integrated into Premier League games gradually. So once you hear that word gradually... You stay away from Skamaka for now when it comes to FPL. And finally at Wolves, the new signings Guedes and Nunes need to understand our routines. So we might not see them in the starting 11 just yet. So again, stay away from those new signings until you see them on the pitch. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ten quickfire questions now ahead of this weekend's matches. The first one is from Half Space. Is it worth keeping the Liverpool fullback double up when they are dealing with injuries? Yeah, it's been a frustrating start for people like myself. We've got the Trent and Robertson double up. I know a few people have the likes of Van Dijk and Allison as well. Looking at the fixtures for the next five or six weeks for Liverpool. Manchester United next, then Bournemouth. Two good fixtures, two very good fixtures. Then it's Newcastle, Everton and Wolves. So I would put Everton in there as a very good fixture as well. So to me, three, possibly even four very good fixtures in the next five game weeks for Liverpool. I think it is absolutely fine to keep them for now. It's only two game weeks of information. Hopefully Gomez comes in this weekend and makes things a little bit steadier at the back. And again, you know, they haven't been shipping lots and lots of goals. That was a really good finish from Wilfred Zaha last weekend. So I'm still hopeful that the points for Robertson and Trent will be coming sooner rather than later. Both of them will be in my team for the weekend. Question from Tacoma Toffee. Is Robertson out an obvious move if you don't have Reese James? So there is scenarios this week where I think selling Robertson is absolutely fine. In my own team, I had some bigger fires to fight. Bailey, for example, I've got the Leicester goalkeeper. So I want to fix all of those problems first before I need to sell a Robertson who's got good fixtures coming up. I've already got Reese James, but if I didn't have him, and if you don't have any other fires to fight in your squad, I quite like Robertson to Reese James this week because financially it's a downgrade. 
but I don't think it's a downgrade in terms of player quality. It might even turn out to be an upgrade because Reese James might outscore Robertson over the next couple of gaming. So Robertson to James, I like if it's to help you do something else. For example, I've seen a few people with two free transfers, Robertson to James, and then something like Bailey to Gross, which I think sounds pretty good to me. Question from Dylan. If there is early team news and we find out that Perisic is starting, would you pick him up? My answer to this is yes, if it's a free transfer. Hopefully we do get some early Spurs news on Saturday morning before 11am. If it comes through from a reliable source that Perisic is in the Tottenham starting 11, and if you've got a free transfer, I think it's, it's a good move to go there because not many people will have him. And you can take advantage over the people who don't see the early team news as well. Two good fixtures coming up. So yes, Wolves and Nottingham Forest, if he's in the starting 11, but only if it's from a reliable source. Sean Henderson asks, is Kieran Trippier still a hold? I don't think so. When Newcastle have got Manchester City and Liverpool in the next three fixtures, I think I would take this opportunity to move away from Trippier. Again, unless you've got huge other issues you need to deal with. If you can make a luxury move, sell Trippier for someone like Kukurea, Kyle Walker or Zinchenko is probably something I would be doing this week. Question from FPL Cash. With Chelsea having the best run of fixtures in the foreseeable future, other than Liverpool and Manchester City, I would like to get three assets from them. Which combination would you advocate? Double defence or double attack? I think on the very small amount of evidence we have from the first two game weeks, I would lean towards double defence rather than double attack. So Reese James is the obvious pick. I like the idea of putting Kukurea in there while Chilwell is not yet fully fit and while Fofana hasn't signed yet. I think if you want to buy Kukurea, it's probably got to be this week. And I do like that move. And then I still like Mason Mount for 8 million. He's been in my team the first two game weeks. He's going to be in it again for game week three. And I'm just hoping with these fixtures that Mason Mount will come good. Sterling, I don't think he justifies an extra 2 million over Mason Mount. And I don't think Havertz has been fantastic to start the season either. So Mason Mount, Reese James and Kukurea alike as a triple up. Question from Croninho. Stick with Big at the back for now, or should we free up funds to boost midfield? Basically here he's asking 5-3-2 versus 4-4-2. So I'm on a 4-4-2 at the minute. If I could completely rejig my squad this week with a wild card, I think I'd be going 5-3-2. I think the managers who have started the season very well, or at least a lot of them, started with a 5-3-2 formation. For example, someone like a Walker. Instead of a Bailey or a Neto or, you know, just another defender from one of the top teams, an Arsenal defender, for example, someone like Gabriel or even people who did go trip here the first two game weeks instead of a Bailey have, have done really well. So there's just so many good defenders at really good prices. I'm still not, you know, mad about the midfielders this season. So, yeah, for me, it's still 5-3-2, just about over the 4-4-2 formation. Question from Bernardo. Would you rather replace Nico Williams with a 5 million defender or replace Bailey with a 5 to 7 million midfielder as the 11th player in your lineup? It seems like the 5 million defenders could be more reliable. So yeah, I agree with Bernardo here. Been speaking to a lot of people last week who have a decision to make. Do they sell Bailey for 
a similar price midfielder or a little bit more? Or do they sell a very cheap defender to get a 5 million defender? I, I just think the 5 million defenders, some of them who I mentioned earlier, are much better options than the potential replacements for the likes of Bailey and Neto and some of those other underperforming midfielders, maybe Aronson as well. So yeah, I would be leaning towards turning Nico Williams into a 5 million defender, I think, rather than getting rid of Bailey for someone, you know, basically a bang average option around 5.5 or 6 million. Although Nico Williams will be in my starting 11 this week. I think it's a good fixture for him against Everton. But long term, I don't really want to have to use him too often. Question from Ishan Garg. Coutinho, should we hold or sell? And if it's a yes to selling, which player should we bring in? Already have Martinelli. So yeah, Martinelli is one of the must-haves this season because he's ridiculously cheap and he started the season really well. So if you don't have him, probably should be your priority to get him in for this Bournemouth fixture. Coutinho, I would sell. He came off in the dreaded 59th minute last week, much to my delight, with a knock. In that pressers update, it says he has recovered. Does that mean he's going to start? We don't know because the likes of Buendia, you know, Bailey could come back in. There's lots of competition for places at Aston Villa. And I just don't think Coutinho has looked great to start the season. Probably didn't look great towards the back end of last season either. I remember captain him in a double game week. So very easy for me to remember that he didn't perform too well. So I would sell Coutinho. The options, best options. Again, like I said, you're probably a bit limited to what you can do. Wilfred Zaha. I've liked him the first two game weeks. Rodrigo at Leeds, but he does have Chelsea this week. And then you've got Pascal Gross, who I think is a good option, good fixtures, good set pieces, could have penalties. So it probably is Gross and save yourself a few bob there. Question from SW6. Should I switch Saka for Martinelli? Yes. Save yourself, what is it, 1.8 million now? And just spread that cash around. Martinelli is a better option than Saka right now. And it saves you almost two million. Final question is from FPL Fies. What are your thoughts on burning a transfer? If you have two free transfers and you're happy with your team for this week, is it okay to burn a transfer? Yes. I've seen a few teams, quite a few teams this week, who have two free transfers, and not just their starting eleven, but their full squad of fifteen players is absolutely perfect. The way it is, there's absolutely no improvements I can see. And in that case, it doesn't happen very often. But if you are in a position where all 15 are exactly who you want them to be, then just let it roll. You know, don't use that Don't use that transfer. You'll still have your two free transfers next week. And by then you'll probably want to do something. So always look around the fringes. For example, if you had a 4.7 striker that doesn't ever play, in that scenario, you might sell a 4.7 striker for a 4.4 or a 4.5, just to free up 0.1, 0.2, rather than letting the transfer burn. But in most cases this week, those who are in that scenario, the best thing is probably to just do nothing. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild.
Moving on now to the Game Week 3 captaincy. I put a poll on Twitter this morning. It returned about 7,000 votes. So this will give you an idea of what the masses are thinking about captaincy this game week. I put four options. Haaland, Salah, Jesus and Other. Salah came out on top, 54.8%. Jesus came second, 26.7%. And Haaland was third with 12.6%. And Other got just 5.9%. So Salah gets more than 50% of the vote this week. And I agree with the poll. I'm a Manchester United fan. I'm not looking forward to Monday night's game. But I will have Mohamed Salah as captain because I just expect more pain, more punishment... And I expect Mohamed Salah to be heavily involved as he has been in recent performances against my side. So Salah captain for me, I haven't really even given it any second thought this week. It's locked in, Salah captain, probably going to go Haaland as my vice captain. Could be Haaland, could be Jesus, just not sure on that one yet. I'll give that a little bit more thought. But captaincy is certainly locked in. Just a little tip on captaincy this week as well. This goes for most weeks of the season anyway. Don't captain and vice captain in the same fixture just in case of a postponement. This was definitely the case during COVID times. But there is a protest planned at Old Trafford on Monday. Very unlikely the game will be postponed. But you never know if there's a few crazy people there and they cause havoc. You don't want to have your captain and your vice captain in a game that gets postponed. So this keep this in mind when we get towards you know December, January time as well in terms of extreme weather. So if you're captain in Salah or Diaz this week, don't vice captain another Liverpool player. So just keep that in mind. In terms of transfers for the weekend, on the podcast on Monday, which I recorded on Sunday night, you'll remember my head was all over the place. And I remember saying, I was thinking about selling Mason Mount. I said I wasn't going to make my transfers until Friday. But then as the days passed, it came to Tuesday and a few people let me know that Leon Bailey was likely to drop in price that night. So I, I was kind of forced to act because I didn't want to lose the point one. I wanted to be able to have 0.5 million in the bank to get a new goalkeeper possibly this week or next game week. So what I did was on Tuesday, I sold Leon Bailey for Harrison Reed at Fulham. And that leaves me with 0.5 in the bank. I've still got one free transfer. I could sell Everson for someone like Sanchez or David Rea. But I want to give myself another week of information to decide which goalkeeper I actually want to go for. So Mason Mount stays, Robertson stays. I'm just going to save the other free transfer and have two free transfers for game week four. So the team for this week is going to be a 5-3-2 formation. Ward and goal, Trent, Robbo, Cancelo, James and Nico Williams. Salah captain, Mount and Martinelli. And up front, Jesus and Haaland, who currently has the vice captaincy. Pretty standard squad, to be fair. Best of luck for Game Week 3, folks, and have a smashing weekend. I'll be back with another episode on Monday to look ahead to Game Week 4. So make sure you hit the subscribe button. And if you've been enjoying the content so far this season, you can support me at patreon.com forward slash FPL General, where you'll get lots of extra content along the way as well. Wishing you all a green arrow this weekend. Talk to you Monday. The Athletic.